Hi, everyone. I'm Bolton. And I'm Grace. We are true crime addicts, movie buffs, former lawyers, and friends since college. And we are the hosts of Crime Scenes, a true crime movie podcast. If there is one thing we love, it's a good movie that starts with that infamous on-screen text that says, based on a true story. Or based on real events. Or even better, based on a true crime. But how much of that movie you're watching is based on the real thing, and how much of it is Hollywood drama? What are they leaving out? What are they adding in? And how do the people from these real crimes feel about these movies being made? Well, we are here to help you. Join us as we recap a new movie each week that is based on a true crime while also giving you extra info about the real events these movies are based on. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Crime Scenes Pod. So join us to learn more about the movies and the true crimes they are based on. That's Crime Scenes, a true crime movie podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode six of Unethical Podcast. Good for her. Our guest host for this episode is Bobby Allen, and this is part one of the Gypsy Rose Blanchard story. Welcome to Unethical Podcast. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born July 27th, 1991 in Louisiana to Claudine D.D. Petrie and Rod Blanchard. She was the result of an accidental pregnancy that led to a brief marriage, but D.D. and Rod were divorced before Gypsy was born. So Rod was 17 when they were married, while D.D. was 24. And according to Rod, Dee Dee was into magic and spiders and weird stuff. And he decided that he wasn't in the marriage for the right reasons. Like, okay, he was into magic, like, like the occult. She or was. Like... She was into like witchcraft. She was. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a real good reason to hit the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Witchy girls are pretty sexy. I can't say no. Uh, let's uh I appreciate mm-hmm. all our witchy girl listeners out there. You're all good looking gals. They Stay lived in bust- Louisiana. Aren't there like <laughs> yeah. witch witch doctors or whatever out there? Like voodoo, voodoo. people? Yeah. Oh, oh, that kind of witch. Those are no, I don't know Those for sure, scary. but I think it's swamp like normal witches? out there no. in the bayou. I'm not down with mm. swamp witches. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, Why not? I, I thought i thought it was like uh the ones that live in like weird old houses not the ones that live in like bog mud huts those ones are scary like baba yagas <laughs> fuck those ones anyways like the ones yeah, baba yaga. Yeah, totally if we got some baba yagas listening you can fuck off <laughs> <laughs> so didi tried to get rod to come back after gypsy was born but he refused and didi took gypsy to live with her family This is not important, but her aunt would call her possum because she looked like a possum, which is rude (laughs) and accurate. Can you see her like home videos when she's a baby? She looks exactly like a possum. It's crazy. (laughs) But do you mean those like really fucking freaky American possums? Like the like there's different possums. Yeah, we have super cute possums in Australia. That, everything kills you in Australia. It's cute say, maybe because it's it'll kill you. So freaky there that a possum no, is no. the cutest thing that Australia has. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's exactly the same. Yeah. It's like a cat. No. To them. Yeah, we all have them as pets. <laughs> <laughs> so Didi's family were not overly fond of Didi. They claimed she had a habit of stealing from them as retaliation when things didn't go her way. And her nephew referred to her as mentally ill and evil. So in the documentary, Mommy Dead and Dearest, when asked to describe his daughter as a child, her father responded, Didi? She was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Her dad is hard as hell to understand, but he's so fucking funny. She'd be like, whatever, mom, fuck you. I'm stealing this ashtray. And she'd leave with something. That's funny to me. 
So um, when Gypsy was three months old, Dee Dee insisted that Gypsy suffered from sleep apnea and took her to the hospital frequently for it. The doctors never found any sign of sleep apnea, but she made her sleep with one of the uh, machines regardless. And uh, over time, Dee Dee began claiming her daughter had several health issues. But in 1997, that was put on a brief hold when Gypsy was six. Dee Dee's mother, Emma, fell ill when her diabetes prevented a wound from healing. And Dee Dee was supposed to be taking care of her. She was caught several times by her family withholding food from Emma and neglecting to clean her whatsoever after lying in bed all day sometimes in her own filth oh man so Didi's family believes she was responsible for her death when emma died Didi was the baby of her family and so emma reportedly would claim Didi was sick a lot almost constantly and would smother and wait on her and the relationship that Didi developed over time with gypsy was very similar and so it was very, very learned behavior. So they're saying that, uh, and this is for the listener out there, but they're saying that the mom was doing this to Dee Dee way before Dee Dee was doing this to Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's unclear exactly why Dee Dee would treat her mother this way, but it's speculated that it was a result of Emma being a very overbearing and critical grandmother when it came to Gypsy. So after Emma's death, Dee Dee and Gypsy moved in with Dee Dee's father, his name is Claude, and his wife. So while they were living there, Dee Dee's stepmother began suffering from a chronic illness, and Gypsy began having seizures, quote, seizures, that affected her eyes, her hearing, and her mental capacity. And eventually her family did confront her about her treatment of Gypsy and her stepmother's illness when they had reached a breaking point about a series of infractions with law enforcement related to writing bad checks, shoplifting, and taking out credit cards under her deceased mother's name and maxing them out. Uh, Very soon after this confrontation, Dee Dee suddenly took Gypsy and left. And her stepmother recovered very soon after her departure. And they believe that Didi was poisoning her meals with Roundup weed killer. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, it's a good way to kill someone, you know? Sometime around age seven, Didi began making Gypsy use a walker for unconfirmed muscular dystrophy. And when Gypsy was seven or eight, she was involved in a minor accident and was required to use a wheelchair until her knee healed. But her mother never let her stop using it. After that, she never walked that anybody saw ever again until she was an adult. Sorry. Wasn't there like uncles or some shit that said like she'd be playing with the other kids and then the mom would come and she'd like drop down and like crawl herself back to the chair like other people saw her. Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe I communicated that incorrectly. It was when her, um, like when she was recovering from the accident, she would get up and run around. And then um, it got to the point where like, basically because she wouldn't stop, Didi finally basically told her that um, something about like, if you use your legs, you'll die because your illness will get worse, basically. And so she no longer (laughs) needed it. And then she, she believed for a long time that if she used her legs, something really bad would happen. So. Oh yeah. Dee Dee liked to put the fear God in, in the gypsy. And that's how she's like, listen to me, bitch. Mm -hmm. When she was young. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. She totally brainwashed her. Like fucking resentment for it being an accidental pregnancy or some shit. (laughs) <laughs> pretty crazy i don't know i don't i don't think it was accidental either i think she pulled the goalie just based on what i know about uh, her but yeah she's 24 i think keeping a 17 year old fucking hottie by the way her dad is so fucking hot i, I didn't check him out he's hot i'd be tempted to pull the goalie i, I gotta say in the 70s he was hot he's not hot now he's still fucking hot no way man he's still very hot Maybe remember, remember uh, Celeste's thing about uh, uh, the more porn you watch, the crazier it gets. She's into oh, yeah, yeah. now. Leave her alone. <laughs> 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 <to> that point. <laughs> uh, 
We're here now. Actually, I came full circle back to old people for your information. Yeah. <laughs> I started out there. <laughs> I started out there and then I escalated to young people. Dee Dee first lied about Gypsy's age in 2001 when Gypsy was 10 so that she could be named an honorary queen in a Mardi Gras parade. Remember, they're in Louisiana. This is like a big deal there. She also pulled her out of school in the second grade, claiming it was because of the severity of her illnesses and her um, mental functioning. She wouldn't be able to keep up, but it's more likely it was because then no one could keep track of her age or also find out that she's a smart kid. And uh, during the time that she was, you know, homeschooled, she never taught Gypsy anything outright. Gypsy taught herself to read by using Harry Potter books. And that's about the only useful skill she ever learned. That's a pretty impressive teaching yourself how to read. That's pretty impressive. No, it's not. I'll I give did her it. That. Skating on thin ice. <laughs> Dude, I was left home alone all the I, time. I know. She's straight up Matilda. I was raised by wolves. Okay. Sick. That's so fucking metal. So... Dee Dee supported them by living in public housing and paying for their expenses with the child support payments from Rod, as well as public assistance for Gypsy's disabilities. So for years, they were nearly constantly in hospitals or clinics for her various illnesses. In 2005, Hurricane Katrina destroyed their home and they were airlifted to Missouri. And Dee Dee took full advantage of the situation. In fact, if it weren't for Katrina, she may very well not have been able to carry it on at all. She would frequently tell doctors that looking into Gypsy's medical records was a waste of time because all of her records were lost in Katrina. So she carried around a large binder of narrative consistent kind of medical records. Yeah. See, that's the thing about the hospitals, though. Uh, They just want your money, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the states. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Canadian. There's so many like uh, things in the states where they like just ship off. Like, so there's a bunch of people dying in a nursing home. Uh, this one person just started. Let's just fire them and give them a good review so they can go move to the next town and do the same thing. There's that one yeah. guy that did that. Like, it's uh, they cover each other up. That's what it is, right? The hospitals. Oh, okay, so they're not going to yeah. question too much. Well, that's my opinion. Maybe I don't know. Didi also claimed that Gypsy's birth certificate was lost, making it impossible to confirm her age. Gypsy's entire list of fabricated ailments over the next 10 years is as follows. Epilepsy, vision impairment, hearing impairment, GI reflux, quadriplegia, muscular dystrophy, anemia, hypoventilation, asthma, allergies, mild mental retardation, meaning she functioned on the same level as a seven-year-old, Leukemia, incontinence, geez, mom, just rip her a new one, why don't you? Lung disease and a heart murmur. Is lung disease just like a general term? I thought there were lung diseases. She just said, yeah, I have lung well, disease. Did, well, How did, is she so alive? <laughs> did they just keep taking her to different doctors? Uh, yeah, well, basically, we'll get into that here. So during that time, she had a feeding tube inserted, meaning she was denied any food by mouth and was most often fed Pediasure through her feeding tube well into her 20s. She had her salivary glands removed because of excessive drooling, which Didi allegedly caused by using a topical numbing agent to numb Gypsy's gums. She just rubbed cocaine all over her mouth. <laughs> I mean, probably oh, it was not. cocaine you said okay, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably not but yeah maybe is that what cocaine does numb your gum interesting uh, i wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea why don't you ask someone who's tried drugs i can tell you right now it does do that so <laughs> nummy gummies what they call them nummy gummies <laughs> <laughs> And the combination of all of her medications and the lack of saliva caused her teeth to rot and have to be completely removed and replaced. So she was forced to undergo other surgeries as well, including multiple surgeries on her eyes and ears, a muscle biopsy, and a surgery to prevent her from being able to throw up. So if you imagine all of the pain in recovery from all of those unnecessary surgeries, she was literally being tortured. Poor Gypsy. I feel bad for her, honestly. That's outrageous. Imagine doing that to your kids. I got kids. You just so you... 
It bugs me. Oh, it actually, man. Like, so she doesn't have the ability to throw up, yet her mom gives her medicines that cause nausea. That's insane. What a bitch. Didi was, she had about half the training necessary to be a nurse. So she had the advantage of having actual medical knowledge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whether is that's premeditation for this, I can't say for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My gut says that too. So Gypsy was also forced to keep her head completely shaved. Didi convinced her it would all fall out anyway due to her alleged leukemia treatment. And she was entirely confined to a wheelchair and discouraged from ever using her legs. And she actually also forced Gypsy to wear glasses with what her uncle described as kaleidoscope lenses. Like she was trying to purposefully ruin her eyesight. Oh, the glasses are insane. Would that work though? Is that a real thing? Can you ruin someone's vision by making them look kaleidoscope all the time? Like, is that actually a thing? You can ruin your vision by wearing glasses of the wrong prescription. Hmm. So I guess you're not physically ruining your eyes, but you're ruining your brain. Even better. Like rewiring it. Even better. Just pickle it at this point, man. Pickle it. So people would frequently refer to Gypsy as a hostage being held by Dee Dee. Gypsy said in her interview that Didi would always hold her hand and squeeze it as a means to communicate with her that she's saying something either appropriate or not appropriate. So when she did do something wrong, and an example of that would be if Gypsy seemed too smart or if she seemed not sick enough, Didi would slap her or hit her with a wooden coat hanger once they were alone Basically, anytime she said anything that didn't comply with the narrative. With a, what a, happened to the old-fashioned wooden spoon? Why? What, what the fuck? I don't think I've ever seen a wooden coat Things break hanger. too easy, man. My grandma broke many a wooden spoon on many an ass. So, Dude, yeah. Or like a wire <laughs> hanger. The resting bitch face is making a lot more sense. Thanks, Grandma Brown. <laughs> I didn't. I was a keener. I never got the wooden spoon. Oh, okay. So their situation generated a great deal of notoriety and support when they arrived in Missouri. Gypsy was honored in 2007 as the child of the year by the Ole Foundation. And what they do is they recognize people with feeding tubes. So Gypsy was very well trained to be charming, but she also had the advantage of being short, close to toothless, and obsessed with fantasy, science fiction, and Disney. So she would frequently attend conferences and would often wear costumes of Disney princesses or Star Wars characters or you name it. She was big into that. Sorry, that's the first time I've ever heard being toothless as an advantage. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> Kids are adorable <laughs> when they start losing their teeth. They're no, so I cute. I get that, but I mean, come I got on. A, I got a thing with teeth. I don't know. It bothered me. Meth teeth freak me out. Oh, they like pretty much yeah. all teeth. Teeth are fucking weird. Kind of. Anyway, sure. I digress. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so the two are very easy to support. Didi was extremely good at making friends. She was very interactive with her neighbors, and so f- her neighbors and friends they tended to adore her. In 2008, Habitat for Humanity built Gypsy and Dee Dee a small, quote, small, it was not small, bright pink house with a wheelchair ramp and a hot tub. Oh my fuck. A hot tub for her muscles. Hydrotherapy. Totally. Don't they look into this stuff before they build the house? They did. All (laughs) the records were there, man. man, All the records were there, dude. She didn't actually have medical records. She just had a folder her mom was carrying around. So like the they didn't even have anything. Plus they like used the excuse like I lost my house and my medical records in uh, Hurricane Katrina. So uh, yeah, yeah, but she had them. right. She had in the binder all the medical records she needed. That's what I'm they saying. Were all She's real. Like, yes, she had partial stuff she needed Mocked to make up. it look like yes. it. yeah. Right? But it was all it was all real. So technically, how could they argue with it? Even if they if even if it was just looking at her wasn't enough, you know? Because no, that's who true. Who would put their child in a wheelchair and shave their head and stuff if they weren't sick, right? That's true. Yeah, and make her, I, their teeth all fucked up like that. Oh my mm, god. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Munchausen by proxy is so crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. It's terrifying. The name itself is crazy. Yeah, it sounds scary, right? Like just Munchausen by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> The term Munchausen is taken from 
uh, a guy called Baron von Munchausen and he was known for telling lots of outlandish and crazy tales about his travels and experiences and stuff and everyone was just like, nah, this you're making all this shit up. That's not true. All the doctor. Full of shizer. Governor, uh, Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Is that the right name? Yeah. It's like Gulliver's Travels. There's Munchausen and then there's Munchausen by proxy because Munchausen is when you do it to yourself. So you make yourself sick for attention. But then by proxy is for, is obviously when you're doing it to someone else. So that guy's name was Baron Von Munchausen though. It would have been a lot more silly if it was called Von Munchausen syndrome. It'd be a lot less scary. (laughs) It sounds goofy like that. It sounds like you do that at like a fair. Come on into Von Munchausen's spooky house of mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy coming up with the trivia. Thanks for the history lesson. So they were also donated two vehicles during Dee Dee's lifetime. A van and a large SUV. The second one was a Kia Cube, which is the stupidest vehicle in the world. Every time I oh, see God, one, they're I so feel ugly. I picture like the person driving it standing. Yeah. They're the weirdest <laughs> looking cars. They're fucking terrible. So weird. Yeah. I may not have seen them, but do they kind of look like my old ass microwaves? Like from the Yeah, 50s? they're like a, they're a, they're literally like a rectangle. Yeah, they're literally yeah. just a, like like what you would expect a kid to draw a car, you know, like a square <laughs> and then another square <laughs> and then wheels. That's what they look like. Exactly. It's crazy. They're stupid yep. looking. Even the back windows, man, because the back window kind of like drags off one side. So it's literally like the kid just couldn't stay in the line. It's literally like <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Kia was just like, we have run out of designs. And a guy just came in one day, look what my four-year-old drew. And then they just made it. <laughs> Pretty much. They found it on like Greg in accounting's desk. Yeah. <laughs> genius. This is genius. Give that kid an executive position. They <laughs> probably didn't even credit him. Anyway, um, so Diddy and Gypsy were also given a ton of charity from organizations, including stays in Ronald McDonald houses during medical trips, free flights to the Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, trips to Disney World, and backstage passes to concerts from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Sorry, do you know concerts Miranda Lambert. I don't know who that is. Hey? That sucks. Country. Miranda oh. Lambert. Anyway, yeah, no. And uh, Didi actually scammed her. And Miranda Lambert sent her several checks totaling about six thousand dollars. <gasps> so. Honestly, wow for her on that one. I'm down for that one. Take it from these fucking. You sing country music; it's terrible to begin with, and you're getting paid absorbent amount. <laughs> yeah, of music take it from these country artists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No offense if you're listening to the podcast. I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> During their time in Missouri, Dee Dee would keep Gypsy's father Rod from visiting her or being honest with her when he spoke with her on the phone. So I think because he was such a young father and probably not very mature, he didn't really ask any questions. But in later interviews, he claimed that he was worried that Dee Dee would stop letting Gypsy speak to him at all if he asked questions. Dee Dee would also tell him that if Gypsy spent even one night outside the house without her machines, she could die. So again, you know, he was probably like, oh, well, I'm not going to push to spend more than a few hours with her because I don't want to kill my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. So Didi was just like, she was running shit, man. Yeah, and it goes back to the whole, like, who would do that to their kid? And even if, I, I like, I'm the I'm a, I'm a parent. If my wife was telling me my kids say, like, if we were divorced and I could only come see her, I would believe her. What am I supposed to do? I don't want to hurt my kid, you know? So he was like, nice. She was manipulating that niceness. And I can see, I can see him do it. I'm sorry. I feel bad for him because he probably had no clue either. You know, he probably thought she was super fucking sick. Oh God. Yeah. The guilt is real. Yeah, for sure. That's it's terrible. It's honestly a terrible thought. I can't imagine. I don't know if he even suspect anything. Right. I mean, I, if he did, I think he would have called for help because the only thing he knew for sure was that she could walk definitely. And she, and that Didi was hiding her age from her. He knew that for sure because he called to wish her a happy 18th birthday. And Didi said, she thinks she's 14. Don't tell her she's 18. But wouldn't that just send signals oh. right there? Again, I think it did. It but have. I don't think he was actually scared or whatever. Well, my just... daughter's getting a better life by pretending she's uh, not pretending she's sick. 
And if she has to pretend she's a couple of years younger to get uh, her all her dreams come true before she probably dies, because he's probably assumed she's going to die at young age to go to Disneyland, stuff like that. Let her yeah. let her lie about her age so she can get these Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Like Dee Dee's not a providing parent. She's not going to get her a house any other way. So like, mm-hmm. oh, for yeah. sure. I did not even think of it that way either. So thank you for that perspective. I don't think that he has any reason to feel guilty. I think that he did step up as much as he could probably as a father, especially when she was a little older. When he was young, he, I don't like, he was kind of a deadbeat, but he was 17, man. He's shaped yeah. up within a few years. How old was, she, was, uh, okay. He was 17. Just, uh, it was 23, right? She was 24 was, when they were married. 24. Yeah. He probably thought he was just porking a, a cougar. Like in his mind, a 24 year old when you're 17 is a cougar. And he probably oh, like, totally. uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he, of course he was deadbeat, 17 years old. And, totally. hundred yeah. percent. And he still married her. So at least he did make an honest woman out of her kind of, so whatever. So because of her story about the machines, um, Gypsy never spent more than a few hours with her father her entire life. So Dee Dee would tell anyone who asked about Gypsy's father that he was an abusive addict that never sent any money, which was not true. He sent $1,200 a month every month right up until Dee Dee died. And also paid for her medical expenses and stuff too, which down there in America is a lot of money. Motherfucker. I didn't know that part. That's crazy. He was paying child support and everything and lots of it for that. Like still 1200 bucks now is still a lot. Didi was first accused of Munchausen by proxy in writing that we know of in 2007. Nice. When Gypsy saw a pediatric neurologist that found no reason why she couldn't walk and assumed based on her muscle mass that she could and did walk. So he called a hospital in New Orleans and discovered that her test for muscular dystrophy, which was the muscle biopsy that I mentioned earlier, was definitively negative. So he reported, he reported in writing on his report that Didi was, quote, not a reliable historian and was likely engaging in Munchausen by proxy. So in this case, it's interesting because she did induce these symptoms in Gypsy. But she also forced Gypsy into Munchausen syndrome. It's uh, it's a little bit crazy, too, that the doctor would even write that. Like, that must have been a hard choice for the doctor, because that's probably very rare. And he, uh, like, sorry, not a hard choice. After he looked into it, obviously, it's probably an easy choice. But, like, to even accuse someone of that is probably pretty hard for a doctor, I would assume. He wrote well, it he- in his reports that go okay. into the medical records. But he didn't report it to social services or to a hospital administrator, I think, because he was told before she came in that she was to be treated with golden gloves. She was, you know, a pet project. Good publicity for the hospital. Way to drop her through the big ass crack. Mm hmm. It's a, it's super sad because there it could have ended right there. Then if there somebody if he suspected that went to somewhere they could have figured it out and it could have probably ended a lot earlier than. Well, it did, I feel so. like there's so yeah. many red flags so far that they could have followed the fucking cookie crumbs back to the fucking. The problem with that is one, Dee Dee requested medical record records frequently, and so she would know whether or not a doctor suspected her from those reports. If they did, she would then just stop taking Gypsy to that doctor. She'd take her even out of county if she had to, which again, you have a vehicle that was paid for by somebody else. You can do that. You get free flights. Again, you can do that. And while he didn't report it to social services, there was an anonymous report that came in against Dee Dee for using false names and dates. And so they conducted a wellness check. And during the wellness check, Dee Dee convinced the worker that she falsified that information just to make it difficult for her abusive ex-husband to be able to find her. And the case oh was closed before even bothering talking to Rod. Wow. And I think that's probably exactly what would have happened in this Munchausen situation, too. I think the social worker would have gone in and been like, this kid's way too fucking sick for this to be Munchausen. No way. Yeah, and they would have just like believed whatever she said and fucked off and they're overworked and underpaid. I feel bad know. for Gypsy. I, I we keep saying I feel bad for her. I fucking feel bad for Gypsy. The more I think about her, man, it's so nuts. Mm-hmm. It is. So Gypsy first started to rebel against Dee Dee after seeing a copy of a document. It was her Medicaid card with her real birthday on it. And so she was confused. Why was she told she was born in 1995 when she was actually born in 1991? And I think what made her the most upset about it was when she found this, she would have been an adult. 
she believed she was just a teenager. She basically was, you know, I'm an adult being told that I'm a child. Mm -hmm. And she did connect the dots, unfortunately, that right when she turned 18 was right when Didi had her declared incompetent. Wow. And so now she realized that she didn't know she was a grown up. She didn't know that this was going to be permanent. She's now realizing I will never be my own person ever. Oh, I would have been pissed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hell would have rose from the ground I stood on. Oh, man. Uh, we'd all i think we'd all be pissed i just maybe for clarification on my side <laughs> what does being declared incompetent actually mean like is that the same thing as britney spears is going through like you can't do shit like you don't have control of your shit, shit. Yeah, financial exactly. assets uh education medical future, proxy she can't medical. make her own medical decisions she can't get married she can't move out she can't get a driver's license they'll go to like the cops or something and explain like what's happening to her she could have yes but you have to keep in mind at this time, she is the only one who would have had any idea of what the true situation was. Yes. And yeah. she was deeply, deeply brainwashed. And at the she, time, mentally 15 as she was treated. Yeah, it's crazy. She was probably like told to sign the paper too. And it's hard to prove that it was done under duress, right? Like, yeah. See, yeah. I don't know if this is true because I couldn't find any actual record of it. But I do know that in the... um series the act that when she was declared incompetent Didi had basically drugged her so either way she was declared incompetent legally and she knew it so her first major act of rebellion occurred when gypsy met a man at a sci-fi convention who she communicated with online through her private facebook account so she had made her own actually she made about five of them and switched between them regularly and then the only one her mom knew about was their shared facebook account yeah, so, nothing says your mom has your nuts in your pocket like a shared fucking Facebook account. Oh god, that I feel that way laugh. about husbands and wives too. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. What? Who cheated so, on who? Right. Yeah, exactly. Who's the cheater in that one for sure? So <sighs> this this guy was an older guy. He was about thirty six, I believe, and he thought Gypsy was in her early teens. She was signed into the conference at the you know kids raid. I think she signed her in at like she was twelve or something. So this guy, for lack of a better word, groomed her until she eventually told him the vague truth about her situation. And at that point, he told her to pack her things and come and find him in Arkansas where he lived and she could live with him. And so she did. She hitchhiked with a stranger uh, to wherever he lived in Arkansas. He lived with friends. So um, it wasn't his own place. And so the details that went on between them in the few hours that she was there aren't available, but um, it is assumed that nothing, nothing beyond maybe the beginning stages of grooming her were there. Um, So she tracked her down using her social media and she threatened to call the police on this guy. And she was basically like, I don't know what she told you, but she's 15 and I'm going to call the cops. And he was like, oh shit, get the fuck out of my house. So... She went back with her and once they were home, Dee Dee smashed all of her electronics with a hammer and told her, quote, if you ever do that again, I'll smash your fingers with this hammer. Oh my God. In the next few weeks after this incident, she would keep Gypsy chained to her bed with a dog leash and or handcuffs. She would put bells on the doors so Gypsy couldn't move throughout the house without her knowing. And she would repeatedly beat her with the wooden coat hanger and call her a slut and a whore. Oh my god! So, okay, so I have a yeah. question. When you when you're saying this man or whatever was grooming her, do you, are you saying that because she's portrayed as a 15 year old, or are you saying like he, he didn't actually know thought she was, he didn't know she was an adult? He didn't know yeah. when they first started communicating. Uh, he had no way of knowing that she was any older than 14. I don't right. like that. It's creepy. I don't like it. Sure. Very creepy. Yeah. Gross. So. Like I said, Gypsy had been declared incompetent and the paperwork to that effect prevented her from getting help from a social worker. She also believed that her father, because she assumed he was an abusive drunk who wanted nothing to do with her because that's what Dee told her, would just tell Dee you know, like, why is this stupid kid wasting my fucking time is basically what she thought. So in her interview in Mommy Dead and Dearest, Gypsy says that she loved the movie Tangled because she identified with Rapunzel. She was locked away from the world. She was told lies. Her life was dictated for her. And then Rapunzel stands up for herself and Mother Gothel dies. 
So there's a lot of parallels there. And there's even more parallels when she shared her love of Tangled with a man named Nicholas Godijon. And Nicholas sent her BDSM porn of Rapunzel and Flynn Rider tying each other up. So who's Nicholas <laughs> Godijon, you ask? Let's mm. find out. Segway, Gypsy met 22-year-old Nicholas Godijon on a Christian dating site in 2012 using Dee Dee's laptop while she slept. She was 21 at this time. So before we get into this, any questions, any comments, any concerns besides being deeply concerned? I know a real life Gypsy Rose. Like she was dropped at a home when she was a baby and her mom just like went off and partied at least. She put her in the hands of someone who actually could take care of her, but from diapers to when I quit, she was 38. So that was her whole life. She nonverbal, so she couldn't talk, but teeth, feeding tube, seizures, all that. Oh. Yeah, it must be even harder for you to actually hear this story because you know that there are people out there that are everything that Dee Dee claimed Gypsy was. Man, I don't want to go too far into it, but like you had to give her her medicine through the feeding tube. So when she would be having seizures, what's happening to your muscles? They're pushing out. So like you just had to sit there and wait for the medicine to go in because she's her her abdomen muscles were just pushing it back out. Well, I hey, man. Above the heart. Rule of thumb. Sick. Now I can Narcan myself. Thank you. That uh, goes in the nose, dum-dum. I don't know anything about drugs. Um, uh-huh. According to Nicholas's mother, Nicholas was diagnosed with Asperger's and autism spectrum disorder. His doctor reportedly said he'd have the mental reasoning of a 15-year-old throughout his adult life. So a year after they met online, old sick Nick got himself arrested for indecent exposure for watching porn and jerking his sick Nick Dick for nine hours in a McDonald's. Nine, nine hours that straight? That's, that's Although the way story. that Nick tells it, he was actually just scratching himself for nine hours. In, in the McDonald's, <laughs> was it in the balls? Like the, the, the play area? No, it's like, just what? at a table in McDonald's. Why? Nobody's in it for nine hours? Just kept letting them go on? <laughs> If you want a statement about like the quality of McDonald's in Big Bend, Wisconsin, it wasn't the employees that even called the cops. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, there he is again, scratching his balls. (laughs) Oh, hey, man, only if you buy something. I'll just have a cup of water with some ice, please. Can I get a cup with a cut out of the bottom of it? Oh, Oh, yeah. He was also charged with carrying a concealed weapon because he had a folding knife in his pocket. So Nick flattered Gypsy and gave her attention she wasn't used to having. And she called it love at first sight. They began long distance dating officially within a week. And within a few weeks, their conversations escalated into Nicholas grooming her for BDSM. So he would use her love of Disney films by sending her Disney-themed BDSM illustrations to make it seem more appealing to her, and she claimed to embrace it completely. Uh, One of Nick's exes actually reached out to Gypsy to warn her that Nick was not well. He believed himself to have multiple personalities, one of which being a murderous 500-year-old vampire named Victor, and he was obsessed with dominating women. And Gypsy wrote it off. She knew about these personalities and even went so far as to concoct fake personalities to be girlfriends for his different personalities. So her personalities included Kitty, his childlike daughter. I'm not kidding. Candy, the colorful, sexually charged fun girl. And Ruby, Gypsy's dark side and Victor's partner. And during one of their conversations, Nick said he would protect her from anything. And the next natural question that Gypsy asked him was, does that include her mom? He said yes. And she asked him for the first time if he would kill her. She was looking for anyone. She found this fucking guy. You know what I mean? She would have taken anyone up on their offer to get the fuck out of there. But she finds the weirdo with the fucking BDSM fetish who wants to like, not that weirdos or BDSM fetish people are weirdos, but this guy's just like over the top with yeah, this it, guy's with a, a little weirdo kid. for sure he's that's a weirdo I mean. who happens like, to have a bdsm fetish. that's what i mean like she had to find this fucking guy she could have she could have found anybody else like fuck this yeah. girl man has the worst fucking life and didn't you say they met on a christian dating site <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're the weird ones whoa 
So during the same time, Gypsy was building a friendship with her 23-year-old neighbor, Aaliyah. And she confided in Aaliyah about her relationship with Nick. And Aaliyah said she discouraged Gypsy from continuing. She was worried that he could be an internet predator because, remember, Gypsy was supposed to be only about 15. And she was talking about eloping with this guy on the internet. She did save printouts of Gypsy's Facebook activity with Nick, just in case. And so obviously it's not surprising that Gypsy was sexually permissive and um, cooperative, I guess would be a good word. The subject obviously had never been broached with her in a safe, healthy way. And she basically had to go on what Nick was telling her was normal and fun. And I mean, daddy issues are obviously a possibility as well here. Nick and Gypsy met in person on March, in March, 2015. They came up with this plan for them to meet quote randomly in a movie theater where Gypsy and Dee, Dee were seeing the movie Cinderella and they would both be in costume and it would be adorable and the hope was that they would pretend to meet exchange numbers and Nick would make a good impression on Dee, Dee so they could continue their relationship without having to hide it from her but of course when Dee, Dee met Nick she was not impressed she told Gypsy he was creepy it was weird he was a man in his 20s seeing a kids movie by himself which is a fair point that is super weird yeah and during the movie Gypsy managed to sneak off to meet Nick in a bathroom where she lost her virginity to him on the bathroom floor hot that dude's so classy cute. yeah yeah Yes. Um, and and wasn't she in a Cinderella dress? She was. Yeah. Oh he my was in god. A suit, and it was she had a wig on. It was just a whole thing. It was, it was lovely. Do, do you think? Pretty Victor sure that's was... what happened after the credit rolls at the end of Cinderella. Yeah. Do you think Victor <laughs> fucked her? I think it was Victor taking out. Uh, no. 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 It was vampire. definitely. It was definitely. It was Prince Charming. So. Yeah, Prince Charming. <laughs> Dee Dee ended up finding Nick and Gypsy talking outside of uh, the theater after they were by the concession, at which time Dee Dee told Nick to fuck off. And she took Gypsy into the bathroom and slapped her real hard across the face. So knowing their plan had failed, Nick and Gypsy decided to proceed with the plan to kill Dee Dee. In June of 2015, Nick came to Springfield on a bus, Springfield, Missouri, where they are. And Gypsy and Nick exchanged several text messages leading up to it. And they had arranged for Gypsy to meet him in the early morning at her front door, give him a knife, duct tape, and gloves, and for Nick to stab Dee Dee to death while Gypsy stayed in the bathroom with the door closed and her hands over her ears. So Gypsy said during the last day with her mom, they went to the ER to get her feeding tube changed. They went to the grocery store and they had an argument after which they made up and Gypsy promised she'd be a good girl. And when Dee Dee took her sleeping pills later that night, she said to Gypsy, I'm starting to feel more relaxed now. Don't hurt me before she fell asleep. And so Gypsy thought this meant not to hurt her feelings, but regardless, the last thing that her mother said to her before she let the killer in the front door was, don't hurt me. Despite her hands being over her ears, Gypsy said she heard her mother wake up when Nick entered the room. She heard her mother scream, call for her, and say, help me. There's no way. There's no way she's put her hands over her ears. She sat there and she loved it. She uh, she was so happy to have that relief that fucking stress off her back she yeah, wanted to hear it can't even fucking blame her yeah she mm-hmm. wanted to fucking hear it she wanted yeah. to hear the death she wanted to know what was happening and i can i if i put myself in that situation that's what i would want to hear too i good she's fucking done i didn't think he was going to come do it but now that it's happening i'm glad it's happening go for it buddy. I, I, i'm just surprised that she's not the one that killed her yeah. No, for real. She was stabbed in the back and fucking Didi's fat ass would not be able to bellow out anything with fucking holes in the back of her lungs. No way did she cry out for help. She was. And she's fat. She was, but if this was his first time, there was probably hesitation wounds. So I would think that it's possible. I don't know exactly. I don't, I also don't know if I think that she enjoyed it either. I think she probably would have had a hard time with it. Just listening to you tell the story angers me. So I feel like that, but I mean, it's a whole lifetime. You'd be trained. Like it'd be like, your dog bit someone and then you had to put down your dog you'd still be sad even though it did something fucking mean you know what i mean like yeah she definitely she definitely have some i mean stockholm syndrome is when you fall in love with your captor but she definitely have some kind of that going on in two minds about her mom because obviously she loves her mom and she 
Well, you also have to remember her mom was actually, I mean, aside from the torture, her mom (laughs) was actually a very dedicated and loving parent. And he, she never laid a hand on her until she was well into her teen years and started being, you know, a mouthy little shit as teenagers do. And so I think it would have been very conflicting for her. Really? I heard a coat hanger. I heard about a coat hanger earlier. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, but that wasn't until she was older. But I mean, like, when you're older, you remember when you're older, you don't really like, yeah. oh, she yeah. never used to hit me with it. So she's good now. Like, you're going to take the last fucking couple of years where you got beat with a coat hanger and use that as your example of what your mom's like. I've never said my Abuse. mom loved me up until 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Abuse escalates. Like, it doesn't just start with a fucking coat hanger. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No. It would start with, like, like I said, if she seemed too smart or if she would ever, she would hit her with a coat hanger. When she started she gaining independence, smart. right? When she started gaining independence. I don't know. I think, I feel like she probably would have had a hard time with it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I do. I understand it, but I think it for different reasons. I was just mad yeah. earlier, but now that I'm thinking about it, she definitely would have had a hard time, but just because it's her mom and it's conflicting, like overall, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is her mother yeah. still. They, yeah. But there would still be some relief at the end of the day. That oh, that's for not sure. Happen to you anymore. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You'd feel, uh, feel free all of a sudden. Well, just the mom, just the tip bond, you know, the mama bond. Mm-hmm. That's See, all. There's here's a couple of things that I think make it clear that she did, you know, she did struggle with it for sure. Before they left after Gypsy turned the air conditioning all the way up, which I think was an an unnecessary thing that she did. I think she did it just because she didn't want her mother to decompose before she could be found, which, again, is a sign of remorse and that she loved her. Mm -hmm. And she also made the posts that got her caught because she wanted her mom found soon she didn't want her laying there forever so i think yes she genuinely did love her mother i really genuinely believe that she did the same way someone with stockholm stockholm syndrome can fall in love with their captor but still if the opportunity presents itself to escape they will you know and then they'll feel bad about it which i think we've all read cases like that so um prior to the incident Nick had told Gypsy over Facebook that Victor wanted to rape Dee Dee either before, during, or after he killed her. And Gypsy offered him the alternative option that instead of Victor raping Dee Dee, he could rape her. And so remember that Victor is technically Ruby's partner and not Gypsy's. So mm-hmm. it would, you know, it would be rape, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So after the murder was finished, Victor did quote rape gypsy so nick says it was consensual and gypsy says it was consensual at first but during sex victor bit her really hard and she she said this and it did happen she had a very very large bite mark on her arm and two smaller ones on her neck and they were bruised they were deep they were hard well it makes sense he's a vampire Mm-hmm. Yeah, either exactly. way oh. <laughs> either way when he did it she screamed for him to stop and she said at that point it was no longer consensual so in an interview nick shared that he didn't really find it pleasurable but gypsy totally had an orgasm and guys just seem to claim that a lot with these stories that's like the second time <laughs> yeah. in one of these episodes where like the guy was like she totally had an orgasm like the brock turner he's like yeah, turner. yeah. yeah she totally brock loved it if they tell you that you're gonna come so hard they're not gonna make you come them's the rules if they're gonna make you come they don't have to tell you about it first <laughs> that's why i always start out with this might feel okay <laughs> <laughs> might feel a little pressure here you may or may not enjoy this. Let's find out. Yeah, at least you got to be honest. Then, you know, set the it bar low. expectations yeah. low. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set, set yeah. the bar low. Fair enough. Only, we can only go up from here. <laughs> I feel really bad for my girlfriend right now that I said that. Yeah, so do I. So, so, yeah. So the day after the murder, Gypsy filmed a video in their hotel room, which was disturbing she claims that she was on pills the entire time to cope with what she had done which i think she probably was a big reason that people think that she's just this like horrible manipulative monster is because in this video she's giggling and laughing and she says nick's eating a brownie but soon he will be eating me and it was gross 
Nick's <laughs> eating a brownie and soon he'll be eating me. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that. Beautiful. That taste of gypsy, no pun intended. So much cringe oh. right now. <laughs> she sounds like that. Leave me alone. She, she sounds yeah. exactly like that. But why did she worse. continue to talk about that? Talk, or sorry, talk like that after her. That's how she talks, man. She still talks that way in prison, dude. Yeah. yeah but- I don't know. That's hard to believe. She's got well, Big Bertha all... as a as a cellmate, right, Nick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big Bertha, the human Bertha tampon, hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. I got Red Wings. I don't know what we're talking about. Anyways, uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no, she uh, she think of her mom like took out her taste buds, fucked with her throat. She couldn't puke. Like she, of course, her shit was fucked up back then. Oh, she's you know probably I mean? on yeah, yeah, some sort of like hormone medications and shit like that. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like, All the stuff she took, like she got fucked over because of that. And, yeah, and her yeah, voice. Yeah. I don't think that's a put on voice. I just I think maybe it might have started out that way, and then it just mm-hmm. becomes yours. You know what I mean? No, but it so, sounds like that. That's just the, yeah, yeah. You I know guys it sounds about fake. Accents. <sighs> People learn an accent <laughs> and they keep it, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think when she was at that age, Dee Dee probably encouraged her to speak because she was a pageant kid in this way that was very, hi, I'm Gypsy. Like, and she just, st- she kept doing it and it stayed, right? Yeah. yeah no, and so I think it's a combination of this is kind of her accent and also she has like weird shit going on from her treatments over the years. But, um, okay, so before they left the house, or before they left Springfield, pardon me, um gypsy and nick mailed a package to his parents house in this package was the knife because they intended to throw it into a lake near nick's house and the gloves they also took a pouch of dds containing about five thousand dollars in cash so once they arrived in wisconsin gypsy wanted to make sure that someone found dd as i mentioned and so they used nick's computer to post on gypsy and her mom's shared facebook that's the Jip Blanchard account that bitch is dead yeah. which raised concern with people but no action um that post is actually still up to this day on that Facebook account you can check out our Instagram to yeah. see a screenshot or check her Facebook yourself yeah on uh, uh if someone wrote that on my wall there'd be no danger of anyone coming to look for me or any like that cocksucker's dead or something they'd just be like oh Richard being funny again eh <laughs> so i'm glad someone at least had some sort of like knowledge yeah, that they're not fucking around Dee Dee was a mrs anderson type right i'm sure like she never said fuck or anything yeah, no no for sure right for sure. so yeah, i'm sure yeah, yeah. she thought that would be enough but it wasn't yeah. people thought she got hacked or whatever yeah uh so they kicked it up a notch and they posted quote i fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet innocent daughter her scream was so fucking loud lol So after this post, neighbors called the police. Upon police arrival, they allowed one of the neighbors to enter the house. And he said that Gypsy and Dee Dee were both missing and that all three of Gypsy's wheelchairs and her medications were all still in the house. So ergo, she must be in grave danger. And so the neighbor didn't check Dee Dee's bedroom. And because the air conditioning was turned up so loud, there was no decomposition to smell. So Dee Dee was found by police on June 14th, 2015. Gypsy's neighbor, Aaliyah, showed the police the printouts of Gypsy's Facebook activity because she believed Nick could be involved somehow. And they were able to use that information to track his IP via Facebook, which led them to Big Bend in Waukesha County, Wisconsin, and Nicholas go to John's front door. So Nick and Gypsy were arrested the next day when police raided the home And they both surrendered peacefully. So according to the press release from the Greene County prosecuting attorney, Gypsy and Nick were charged with first degree murder of Dee Dee Blanchard on June 16th, 2015, a total of six days after the murder. After Gypsy was arrested, the investigators held a press conference to announce that Gypsy was an adult, not a teenager. She had the full ability to walk. She was not suffering from any physical or mental health problems. And naturally, a flood of outrage followed from the people who had been conned by that family. Some sympathized with Gypsy, believing that she was a victim of Dee Dee. But others, perhaps a smaller percentage, figured, well, Gypsy was an adult. Now she had to be complicit. They they both got charged with murder? Yeah, Yeah. Nick and Gypsy both were charged with first degree murder. But for her, wasn't she just an accessory to murder? Because she didn't do anything. 
Technically, Planned if it. you hire somebody to murder somebody, you were still charged with first degree murder. Yeah, and she her yeah. payment was a sweet, sweet anal or whatever the fuck she was talking oh. about. So there was Wet, there was no anal. anal. There was like yeah. twenty five seconds of visionary with biting. Yeah. Like I just I just have to go I just have to go back to that movie theater real quick. Like like she had <laughs> she had a really euphoric moment in a bathroom, right? And then like immediately after was slapped by her mama in a bathroom in the next moment. Yeah. There's nothing, but there's nothing, there's not a greater aphrodisiac than your parents hating your boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, here's the other thing though. Here's the other thing though. She did not have a euphoric experience in that bathroom. When we get into our dramatic reading of the texts, that will be very clear. She was not sexually satisfied. Okay. Okay. Um, sorry i'll let you down gypsy i think her attitude about that was kind of that's it so we'll see (laughs) isn't it isn't it always i know i thought sex was gonna be actually fun and in a bed but apparently it's on the bathroom floor at a movie theater gypsy was the aggressor she's the one who took him to the bathroom okay so she was gave him the eyes the toothless smile in the eyes (laughs) (laughs) I think she had her caps then. Anyway, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Anyway, okay. So none of Dee Dee's family were surprised to learn that she had died and were even less surprised to find out that Gypsy had killed her. Mm-hmm. In fact, when asked who wanted to take the ashes after Dee Dee's cremation, the family said, just flush it in the toilet. I like this family. <laughs> yeah. I don't. This was her dad, her fucking hilarious dad, Claude Petrie. What a funny fucking guy. Uh, I I don't like how the family like let it get that far if they knew if they're not shocked like obviously there's a fucking problem you douchebags on that point Dee's family had their suspicions about the extent of the abuse and the charade and all of them knew for certain she could walk but no one interfered at any point like I said her father Rod would occasionally ask questions but he wasn't really present but now her whole family is rooting for her to be released and intend to support her 100% when she is and they blame Dee Dee entirely for the situation so hey it's something good for her and good for them for doing that because it'd be yeah. fucking hard to do her dad's stepping up he goes and sees her in prison like literally anytime he can anytime there's visiting hours he will go see her in prison he'll take his wife who seems to love her so I mean they're stepping up now but I understand Dee Dee was intimidating. She was controlling. She yeah. probably seemed like this immovable object. I get it to a degree, sort of. Karen times 10, like a big old totally. time Karen. Totally. So <laughs> once they were caught, Gypsy put all of the blame on Nick. She was notoriously dishonest with her lawyer and her family until her text messages came out in court, at which time she knew. They had all the proof they needed for an airtight case that she was just as guilty of murder. And so in July of 2015, Gypsy was sentenced to 10 years in county jail for second degree murder after taking a plea bargain. Happy birthday, Gypsy. Nick, being a pretty honest guy, fessed up right away. And by honest, I mean stupid. In February 2019, Nick was sentenced to life in prison for first-degree murder of Dee Dee Blanchard since the prosecutors chose not to seek the death penalty. I think because they didn't think they would get it because of his autism and Asperger's. He was also sentenced 25 years concurrently on the charge of armed criminal action. At no point- What does concurrently mean? uh, To be served at the same time. So- (laughs) Gypsy did not testify against Nick at any time during his trial. As of 2018, Nick continued to profess his love for Gypsy and believed that Gypsy still loved him. As of 2018, Gypsy declared in the documentary Gypsy's Revenge, she did not. Yeah. She never <laughs> loved him to begin with. She didn't love him to begin she with. She said she did. She said she did. She just said, I, she said, quote, I don't love him no more. I love the I double just, negatives. Anyways, keep it's going. So, oh, southern. I, I so southern. So uh, southern. This is the last thing. As of 2020, Gypsy is now engaged to a man named Ken, who she met from behind bars. She will be eligible for parole in just three years, and she will be released into the waiting arms of her very supportive family. And Aaliyah said in the documentary, Gypsy's Revenge, it's sad it had to come out this way, but she got her happy ending. I don't feel like she should have ever gone to prison, though. Isn't there a thing called justifiable homicide? 
Welcome to the controversial issue of this case. Welcome to yeah. Unethical. Yep. Sorry, did yeah. I just point out the obvious? Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's that was what we want needed. from you. <laughs> Content. That's why I'm Content here, is what you're here for. Yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I think that Gypsy was under so much duress. Nick was basically her ticket out of there. There was no way out of her. She was, how else was she going to get out? She was so frail and so sickly. And so like her mom was a fucking tank, you know, like come at her with a fucking knife or something. Get out of there. You need a man. Like, that's what she thought. I need like a big man to come in and save the day. Cause she was all into Disney. That's what happens in every fucking Disney movie. Some woman's terrified and a man comes and saves the day every fucking time. Right. I feel bad. She even went to jail for sure. And they made her plead out because now when she pleads out, she has no recourse to go like, uh, try and retry it and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. she's right. she has to yep. take she that ten years. To second degree murder, so that's yeah. forever on her record. Don't you think a jury would have found her not guilty? I think they would. I for sure think they would have. Yeah, I do. Yeah. No, I, I think they still, they still would have found her guilty of something. I don't. They would have exactly. I think so too. I think a lesser charge. For sure, yeah. because it's America. They want to see blood. 98%, like 90% of cases are put out in America. That's just the way yeah. it is, man. I think she would have been found guilty of something, but I definitely don't think a jury would ever have found her guilty of first degree murder. No way. I don't no, think so. I'm with you too. Like, look at us. Well, we're five people who've like listened, like her. I don't, maybe, okay. Maybe they didn't have like a really strong defense at the time because they didn't have all the information we have now. This is a lot of uh, research into this lady. So maybe it was advised to her by her counsel to just take the deal because you're going to go to jail. Here's the thing. I agree with like basically everything that you're saying. I personally don't really think that she she should have gone to prison for killing her mom. The thing that I think she did deserve to go to prison for is for roping somebody else in to do it for. If she killed her mom, not a chance. But she brought in this poor... Not, not poor he's stupid and i think he would have ended up in prison anyway but she sorry she still found some witless dupe to do this for her i think that's yeah. the part that's criminal so you want you yeah. wanted her to get accomplice to murder i think that that's more fair i think yeah i, I, I still don't i think she was scared she could she yeah. didn't think she could do it that's uh, the god of this household i cannot destroy a god i need a outside source i think that's the way if if i was defending that case that's what i would say person like she learned how to manipulate that's how she did it yeah exactly go, she knew go, how to do it going back to celeste's point earlier where she did obviously still love her mother so like could she be the one that put the knife into her mom no so she had to get somebody else to do it. I mean, obviously, there's lots of other things. She could have gone to the police, done a lot of other things before she resorted to that. But at the end of the day, what she went through, I once again think is very justifiable. Totally. A hundred percent. I think if anybody in this world deserved to be murdered, it was for sure her. Yeah. I just don't think I think by bringing in Nick, she made it criminal because she involved yeah. someone else who it wasn't their business. Yeah, yeah, see, look what guys will do for a little bit of pussy. It's fucked yeah. up. And he like, made it. He made it his business. Yeah, that's he what I'm like, saying. Yeah, like, sure, I could do that. Like, yeah, if I tell you to drink Javix and you drink Javix, it's not my fault. You're dumb. You drank Javix. Well, he got life in prison for it. So yeah, I agree. He should have gotten life in prison. He uh, fucking did it because he's an idiot. She knew what she was doing. I think she was a lot smarter than people thought. Obviously, she was because she was able to rope him into doing it. So she was very good at manipulation because she. Like you said, she'd already learned that her whole life. She didn't take any responsibility, which really worked against her too. She blamed the whole thing on Nick. She said she didn't even know that when he came, she thought yeah. he was just coming to visit. Yeah, but then he crap. killed my mom. Mm. He's so- just coming to eat my brownie. Exactly. So, then, <laughs> so that I think was another reason she, if she just owned up to it, like girl, people would be yeah, on yeah. your side. Just that would have you're right that's true if she didn't try to be because she then that shows that she knew something bad was going to happen she knew what she was doing it also proves that, like she doesn't know anything about the legal system because yeah. right away you know cops are asking what they already know she had she had <laughs> guilt so she knew what she was doing she did yeah. right i think it's fair i think she should have gotten some time she'll be 32 when she's eligible for parole i highly doubt they're going to keep her in any longer than that she'll Not be 32 that's plenty of life left we spent way too much time on this. I agree. Not mm-hmm. enough. So <laughs> that's it for the Gypsy Rose Blanchard story. We all want to yes. take a quick second to thank our listeners for 1,000 listens in the first 30 days. Woo-hoo! Yeah, that's fucking amazing. Love you guys Woo-hoo! so much. Yeah, Good amazing. Job, 
Thank uh, you. We're also excited to let you guys know that we are now releasing two episodes a week. They will drop Wednesdays and Saturdays every week. Early release Tuesday and Thursday for patrons. So for this week's second episode, join us on Saturday for a dramatic reading of Nicholas Godijohn's text messages with Gypsy, starring Richard as Gypsy, Chrissy as Nick, Tally as Laura and A, and yours truly as the interjector for all your context needs. And (laughs) special guest, Bobby Allen as Victor, the 500-year-old vampire. That's me. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys there. I love you guys. Bye. Love you, love Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Check out our website for links to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Unethical Podcast and become a patron on Patreon for early access to episodes at the $5 level and unedited videos of episode recordings at the $10 level. We don't have Twitter. Twitter is stupid. (laughs) And if you like this episode, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, If you hated this episode, also rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and just write a really mean review. I'm really excited for these. Now I can't even be in the corner properly. I'm no good.